0: Well, hey there. Welcome to the Kim Constable podcast. Nobody cares. Work harder. How are you all this week? You doing good? Everybody gearing up for the holiday season? Um, I was going to say gearing up for Christmas because I live in Belfast and we we call, you know, we call Christmas Christmas in Belfast. We don't call it the holidays, but I know that in America it's, you know, the holidays because there's so many different um, ethnic backgrounds and not everybody celebrates. Christmas. So happy holidays or happy Christmas or happy Hanukkah or whatever it is for you in this very, very busy season. Happy whatever you celebrate. Um, but today, what I want to talk about is the 10 ways you can stay motivated or you can, you know, keep on your gym schedule or whatever over Christmas, simply because in my groups, I have seen an awful lot of chat from the members about You know how do you stay motivated, or what are your plans over Christmas, or how do I make sure I don't fall off the wagon, or what's everybody planning on doing to you know keep working out or whatever? And I just thought that this would this would be a good podcast because I was telling Christina, my assistant, I was like, I'm going to make this podcast about you know how to stay motivated over Christmas, but really, what you know, (laughs) this could be the shortest podcast in the world. It could literally be, "Hey, this is Kim Constable. Um, Here's how to stay motivated motivated over Christmas. Make a plan." be consistent, stick to your fucking goals. Nobody cares. Work harder. Okay, bye. Talk to you next week. <laughs> and she was laughing and I was like, you know, the you know, because really that is the crux of everything that I teach. Like everything that I teach is how do I achieve this? Be consistent. But how do I achieve this? Show up every day. But how do I achieve this? Work harder. You know, but again, it's not just quite as simple as that. Sometimes you do need a few strategies and you just need someone to make you feel a wee bit better about things. So that's what I'm going to do today. So before we get into the content, let me remind you um that you're running out of time to leave a review and win one of our Sculpted Vegan programs. And to win, all you have to do is leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast and then send me a screenshot of the review on Instagram and we will put you into the draw to win any one of our Sculpted Vegan programs and we will be doing the draw at the start of January. So if you want to win for December, make sure you do that review, send me a screenshot of it. And And you could be January's winner. Okay, so let's get into the content. 10 ways to stay motivated over Christmas. And when I say motivated, I don't just mean like motivated in general. I mean, motivated, you know, to To keep on your gym plan, or to start a gym plan if you want, or just not to eat like a big fat pig and <laughs> wallow in in your own. Um, I was gonna say it, marinating in wine and chocolate, and you know, because this is a time of year when we do eat more, we socialize more, we drink more. If you drink alcohol, you know, it is a time when you know we do tend to overindulge, and it's not even that we, you know, intentfully go into overindulge. It's But you know, it's a time for parties and rich food and everybody's buying you boxes of chocolates and giving you gifts and bottles of wine are coming into the house. And I think that we struggle, you know, certainly I do sometimes anyway, we really struggle between, oh my God, I really want to taste all this delicious food and I want to eat this delicious chocolate and, you know, look at this incredible vintage champagne or this beautiful bottle of wine or, you know, you just want to let yourself go a little bit because it feels good to let yourself go. Like it feels good to, to eat more and to drink more and to sample, you know, really beautiful things. But then on the other side, what you don't want to feel is you don't want to feel the guilt, right? You don't want to go, oh my God, I feel so guilty. I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't have drunk that. And listen, we all wake up with the morning after guilt. Even I do. We wake up and go, oh my God, I really should not have drunk all of that brandy last weekend. That's what I did last weekend. Um, we had dinner with our neighbors and, um, after polishing off the guts of a full bottle of champagne, I then polished off the guts of half a bottle of brandy all by myself. I love brandy. I'm a brandy girl. I think it comes from years of riding horses years ago and, you know, going out hunting on, uh, I shouldn't say that as a good vegan, but I did used to hunt years ago. Although we never actually caught a fox. We used to do lots of um, drag hunting, which is, you know, where you don't actually hunt foxes, but I think that's where it comes from. Um, you know, you would have had your hip flask of brandy and you would have had your hot toddies, and everybody met, you know, on the horses on, on Boxing Day or New Year's Day, and you would have gone hunting. So I'm a brandy girl love brandy. But I do wake up the next morning sometimes going, really should not have drunk all that brandy last night because I just feel a little bit worse for wear. But at 41 years of age, being Irish and a drinker, and also, you know, being someone who has, you know, who exercises a lot and who's always been very, very active, I definitely do think that I have found the balance of. Indulging and enjoying myself, but also sticking to my health and fitness goals, and in such a way that actually I find it super easy to do now. To find that balance um, in a way that not only feels good in your body, but also that causes you to feel good in your mind. And I think that sometimes that's the most important part, and sometimes the hardest part too, is to to feel okay about the choices you're making. So how do I, how do I do it? Or, and how should you do it? Well, I'm going to give you my secrets here. I'm going to give you kind of my top 10 secrets for exactly what I do so that you can do these things as well. So here we go. Number one, plan in advance. The easiest way to stay motivated to achieve anything in life, but especially over Christmas is to plan in advance and make a commitment to yourself that you're going to show up and do it. And the, what I do is I sit down with my diary. And I look at my diary over the next two weeks and I say, okay, when can I train and when can I not train? Because consistently all year, I train at 10 a.m. So I train at 10 a.m. in the morning over in a place called Lisburn. It's about 30 minutes from my house. My husband and I, we go to the gym. We train with Mark, my trainer, 10 a.m. every morning, Monday to Friday. And it never changes for me. You know, my schedule never changes. It's it's uh, chest and tries on a Monday, legs on a Tuesday, back on a Wednesday, shoulders and biceps on a Thursday and glutes and hams on a Friday. So as far as possible, possible when i am training during the year that's what i'm doing monday to friday but sometimes you know i can't get to the gym on a tuesday or sometimes you know i'm traveling or sometimes something happens and so i have to you know try and move my workouts around a little bit but having that consistency of the workout before i even go in to the christmas period Really helps me to stay on track with my goals because then I can say, okay, well, like this week, for example, I um, on Monday, we trained chest and triceps and then I didn't sleep at all on Monday night. I suffered really bad insomnia. Sometimes I do suffer insomnia and it's usually on a Monday night for whatever reason. I think I'm terrified of legs on a Tuesday. So I slept, I slept really, really badly. And so I decided to to not go to the gym yesterday. Normally I just push through and I go, but my leg days are so crushingly hard. So I thought I'm not going to go on a Tuesday. I'm going to give myself a day off. So today is Wednesday. And so I got up this morning and I, you know, we went to the gym and, and Mark said, what are we training? I said, we're training legs. Even though Wednesday is normally back, we trained legs because, you know, I don't want to get out of schedule. I don't want to get out of sync. And also training legs is really hard, but you know, I'd rather have bigger legs than a bigger back or a bigger chest. So um, I trained legs today. So sometimes I get out of sync and then you know, and sometimes then I, I have to jiggle it around, and I have to go on a Saturday if I miss a day during the week. But quite often, I do like to keep my routine. So keeping that routine helps me to sit down and plan in advance. So what I did now was over the next two weeks, um, I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm going to take the whole of next week off. So there's going to be no podcast for the next two weeks, just so you know. Um, if you're listening to this on uh, Thursday, what day is today? 16th, which means tomorrow, 17th. So you're listening to this on Thursday, the 17th of December, then you, uh, I'm not going to have a podcast next week and I'm not going to have a podcast Christmas week. We're literally going to take two weeks off. So what I would suggest that you do, by the way, is just go back and listen, re-listen to some podcast that you loved in the past if you really kind of want to binge listen to them. Because sometimes if you listen to them two or three times, um, especially the really important ones, then you do get a lot more out of them. So what I did was, um, back to planning in advance, I sat down and I opened my calendar the other day and I use Google Calendar online because that means that my assistant, Christina, can also manage my calendar and my whole team have access to my calendar. They can go and see when I'm busy or when I'm not and when I would be free for meetings. So I I go into my calendar and I look and I say okay what have I got on you know over the next two weeks what have, what have we committed to so I'm like okay Friday is Christmas not training on Friday that's next week so let's cross that one out um, Thursday am I going to have time to train on Christmas Eve and I think well I, you know my staff are all off I don't have my housekeeper I don't have my chef we're we're hosting Christmas at home this year probably not going to train on Thursday but I could train shoulders at home so I'm open to the possibility that I can train shoulders at home because we have dumbbells and a squat rack and everything at home. So I'm like, I'm not going to go to the gym, certainly, but I, I probably, I could make time on, on Christmas more, on, sorry, on Christmas Eve to train at home. And so I started, you know, working backwards from Christmas Day. I can train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's fine because I have, you know, everybody's working the, those three days. Um, I can, you know, fit that in in the morning. And then I look at my schedule this week and I think, well, I can train. I missed Tuesday. So I trained Monday. I missed Tuesday. I'm, I trained legs today. I can train tomorrow. I have appointments in the morning. So I'm going to train shoulders. Um, at home. And then Friday, I'm like, oh, you know, we're having actually a staff party on Friday. So I'm like, do I have time to train glutes and hams in the morning? And I'm open to the possibility that I might, but at the minute, I just don't know, right. I would have to get to the gym very early, like 7am. And I'm like, do I really want to get up at 7am and go to the gym? This is where I have to weigh out whether it's important enough to me, but you know, and that will come in a later point by the way. But what I want to say, what I want to tell you is I haven't left anything to chance. I haven't just gone Okay, uh, we'll just see what happens over the Christmas period. Because let me tell you, if you you say to yourself, you'll see what happens over the Christmas period and you'll fit it in where you can, you're not going to make time for it. You're not going to make time for it. Because you just, as the days go on over the Christmas period, you just get busier and busier. Like, I don't know what your life is like, but certainly my life, I have four kids. I have a big company, you know, I have a big family, you know, people are dropping in for coffee. There's different things going on. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) really, it just gets busy. So, and also, you know, gyms are on restricted hours and things, depending on where you live. So I just thought, you know what? I never leave anything to chance. I plan it in advance. And I sit down I say, this is when I'm going to train, this is when I'm not going to train and I write it into my diary. I write it into my diary. I don't know whether you keep a diary, but I certainly do because I have so many appointments and so many meetings and different things going on, but I write it into my diary and then what I do is I show up. I don't let myself off the hook. I check my diary the night before. I say, what have I got on tomorrow? Okay, I'm training at nine or I'm training at eight or I'm training at 10 or whatever. And I train, okay? I train. Now, one of the things that I do as well is I go for a walk every single morning. So I go, I do cardio every morning for one hour for 60 minutes and I go for a walk with the dog and my husband has started walking with me now. So it's a really nice time for us to connect and chat and, and, you know, spend time together. So that, you know, every morning I walk between 7.30 and 8am. 8am is the latest I'm out the door if I can help it. So, you know, my, I wake up, you know, anytime between 6.30 and 7, I usually have coffee in bed. Ryan brings me coffee or I bring him coffee and then we, you know, get showered and dressed and we get out the door usually between 7.30 and 8. That doesn't change over the holiday period. Just because I'm not working or I don't have to be at the gym for 10 or whatever That is so set into my routine. It's just part of who I am. Now, at home, I have a treadmill in the house and I have a stairmaster in the house as well. And so I know that if the the weather is horrendous or it's raining really badly or, you know, this morning it was very, very windy when we walked, but we still walked because it wasn't raining. And even if it was raining, I would probably still walk. But if it's really stormy and it's horrendous, then I just get on the treadmill and walk. But every single morning, I don't care how hungover I am. I don't care how much I've eaten the night before. I don't care how, how, how late I went to bed. Every single day, the one constant in my life is my morning cardio. Now, I probably won't get up and do it on Christmas Day simply because, you know, I'll be busy with the kids and presents and preparing Christmas lunch and all that kind of stuff. So there will be days when I really will not do my cardio, but consistently, even if I don't get it done during the day or in the morning, I will get it done in the afternoon or in the evening, but consistently every single day. I get up and I do my cardio. So having the consistency or having built the consistency during the year really does help for Christmas, but you you know you just you can still build it over the Christmas period. You just have to decide in advance that this is what you're doing. Something magical happens when you decide when you decide that something is going to happen and you say, this is going to happen every day at this time, and you make that commitment to yourself and you fucking mean it. You have to mean it, right? You can't just say, oh yes, tomorrow, whenever you're drunk, you know, whenever you go, that's it, I'm going to get up at eight o'clock and go to the gym and you're pissed, right? And there's no fucking way you're gonna gonna up at eight o'clock in the morning to go to the gym when you're pissed the night before. If you're not used to going to the gym at 8am, you're going to wake up in the morning and go, oh my God, I'm so hungover. There's no fucking way I'm going to the gym and you're going to let yourself off the hook. So you don't want to do that. You do want to make a plan in advance when you're sober and when you can objectively look at your calendar and you're not getting sucked into the busyness of your week. So plan in advance. That is my number one and first strategy. Number two, work out early in the morning. So as the day progresses, you will get busier, right? Working out in the morning, let me tell you, it's not easy. It's hard, right? Committing to getting up at a certain time every day getting your gym clothes on and either going to train or getting out for your cardio is hard. But if you don't do it, then you risk not getting it done. And let me tell you, the more the day progresses that whenever you've said to yourself that you're going to get it done, then the more the day progresses, the more of a chance you have of getting off track. Like the amount of times I've said to myself in the past, okay, I'm going to train later on in the day or I'm going to do it this evening. And then something happens, like my neighbors pop over for a glass of wine and then, you know, we have a glass of wine. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm not going to do my cardio now. Because then you're like, is it really even worth doing my cardio after a glass of wine? And you get into this, you know, whole, should I, shouldn't I? Or maybe you have, you know, a big dinner and then you're like, oh, I'm walking now. After my dinner, and so you get into this um funky kind of headspace, right? You want to get up in the morning and you want to get it done first thing in the morning. You will feel. So much better about yourself, about your goals, about your body, about your commitment to yourself. You will feel incredible about yourself if you get up in the morning and get it done. Now, maybe you have really young kids who get up at 6 a.m. Well, that's totally okay. But you know what I would say then? Either get up earlier at like 5 a.m., right? And do your cardio at 5 a.m., or if you have a spouse or a husband or a wife or another or a better half, then arrange with them that you're going to go and say to them in advance, you know, you don't just spring it on them in the morning, say to them in advance, at 7am or at 8am, I'm going to do my cardio. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get up with, you know, with the kids or whatever, we're going to get up, we're going to give them breakfast. And then I'm going to have one hour to myself between 8am and 9am to either get my cardio done or get my training done or something. Tell them in advance that you're going to do it in the morning and give them fair warning, especially if you're married to a man. Men like to have, you know, exactly what's happening in advance so they can know and they can plan. And they hate things to be sprung on them at the last minute. In my experience, most men, because they're generally not as flexible as women. So plan in advance and work out early in the morning. Get it done early. I swear you will feel so much better about yourself if you just get it done early. It doesn't feel good. Let me tell you, every morning I wake up, I do not want to go out for my cardio. I don't want to go out for my cardio. I just don't, especially if I've been later in bed the night before. But you have to try to get to bed early. That is one of the secrets as well. Like I try to be asleep by 10.30 or 10.45 at the latest because then I can wake up fresh at like 6.30 or 7 and I can be out the door by 7.30 for my cardio. But if you're, you know, if you're pushing the the, the boundaries and you're going to bed at like midnight or 1am or whatever, you're not getting up feeling fresh at 6.30. This is one of the things that people... I think that they, they forget about it or they mistake. You know, like Alex Ramosi, who I uh, interviewed the other week, he gets up at 4 a.m. every day and people are like, how do you get up at 4 a.m.? He's like, I go to bed at 8 p.m. He goes to bed at 8 p.m. So that's like someone saying to you, oh, my God, how do you get up at 7 a.m. when you go to bed, at like, you know, you go to bed at 11 and you're like, well, I get up at 7 because I go to bed at 11. I've got eight hours sleep. It's, you know it's, he goes to bed at eight and gets up at four. He's got eight hours sleep. So he's awake at four because he slept well. So a lot of people can't imagine getting up at, at 8 a.m because or sorry at 4 a.m because they don't go to bed until much later. Years ago when I was building my business, I would have got up at four or five AM every single day. And I was in bed by eight or eight thirty every night. Sometimes nine o'clock that was the latest I would have gone to bed. So you get the same amount of sleep. You're just getting up you know earlier because you're going to bed earlier. So um make sure that you do go to bed early. Plan to work out early in the morning. Get up in the morning and get it done. I swear you will feel so good about yourself if you do. Okay, number three, get a workout buddy if you can. Now, you may not have someone who's your best friend or your husband or your wife or someone, you know, you may not have someone close to you who is committed to getting up in the morning and getting it done. But if you can rope someone in, if you can sell it to them as to how it would benefit them You can usually rope people into anything. Like my husband was not a walker before. It has taken him. I think, like I have been walking in the morning consistently for about three years, three to four years. I would say about three years three years, I've been walking consistently every single day. I used to walk in the evening. I used to get on the Stairmaster in the morning and then I would have walked in the evening. Whereas now I just walk in the morning and it's only now consistently my husband has decided to come with me every single day. I used to say to him all the time, you know, do you want to come for a walk with me? And he would have gone like, no, no, I don't want to. He never saw the benefit. But now that he sees the benefit of, you know, he's losing body fat, not that he needs to, because he's pretty hot anyway, but you know, he's losing body fat. He feels fitter. He's, you know, he enjoys getting out and getting it done in the morning he feels fresher you know he feels motivated and like more accomplished you know all of these different things he really you know he really feels that now and so he enjoys coming on that walk and but now I don't need the motivation of Ryan coming with me I don't need a workout buddy but sometimes if you find a workout buddy if you have a friend who you meet for a walk in the morning or you rope your neighbor into it or you rope your husband into it or your wife or or your mother or whoever if you rope a workout buddy into it, something uh, quite important happens because now you're not letting yourself down if you don't do it, you're letting them down. And most people will be much more motivated to stick to a goal if they feel they will be letting someone else down. You don't want to let someone else down and we're much more likely to achieve achieve great things in our lives. You know, it's funny how we'll do things for others more than we will do things for ourselves. So if you can find a workout buddy and you can rope a workout buddy into helping you uh, or not helping you, into training with you and working out with you, then whenever you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my God, I really don't feel like it, but you've committed to meeting someone at 8am and you're meeting them on the street at 8am, you're going to get your ass out of bed and you're going to be out the door because, you know, whenever we're only letting ourselves down, we tend to procrastinate a little bit more. But whenever you've agreed to meet someone at an agreed time, then you will usually set an alarm, get up earlier, get dressed, get out the door, and get your cardio done or go to the gym or meet someone at the gym or whatever. You're much more motivated whenever you have a workout buddy. So find someone who wants to be committed and then plan with them in advance. We're going to train on this day and this day and this day. And they may not be able to train every single day. They may not be able to walk every single day. But if you have, if you follow the first couple of steps, which is, you know, plan in advance and work out early in the morning, if you get them to also plan in advance, then you're much more likely to get it done. And it's much more likely to happen. If you just say to someone, oh yeah, we should train over Christmas or yeah, we should meet for a walk over Christmas. It's not gonna happen. Whenever I walk with my friends, I I I schedule it in with them. I say, right, pull out your diary now and let's do it. We both pull out our diary and we say, okay, Thursday the 27th at 8 a.m. we're gonna walk. And unless it's absolutely pissing with rain. Then we walk, you know, we we meet and we walk and we don't break it. But it's it's scheduled in advance. So whenever it's scheduled in advance, it actually happens. Whenever you say to someone, Oh, yeah, yeah, we should do that, yeah, we should get together, yeah, we should have coffee, yeah, we should work out, yeah, we should do something, unless it's planned, it's not gonna happen, right? Unless you're totally bored and you've nothing to do with your life and you're lying around all day and you're like, Oh yeah, maybe we could make it happen now. But let's face this, let's face it. People, most of us are not like that. We're extremely busy. So get a workout buddy, plan in advance, get both of you, pull out your calendars, write it into your calendar and set reminders. Give yourself the best possible chance of it happening. And it is much, much more likely to happen, which leads us beautifully into point number four, which is if you, if your workout buddy lets you down, don't let yourself off the hook. You are making a commitment to you. You're not making a commitment to anyone else. You're making a commitment to you. So don't let someone else not showing up throw you off track. There are so many mornings. It's funny because my husband Ryan, <laughs> I always laugh. I I love him to pieces, right? But training and you know. The training I'm working out is, it's not that it's more important to me, but I think that I am a very, very, very consistent person, right? Ryan always laughs and says, when Kim says she's doing something, she does it. Like there's no, there's no messing around with me. If I, if I say this is happening and I'm doing this every day and it's important to me, then I do it. Like I don't, I don't make excuses. I don't let myself off the hook. I don't, you know, mess around. I'm ex- I'm an extremely reliable extremely consistent person. But consistency is a muscle that you build. I, I I never used to be consistent years ago. I was the kind of person who was always late. I never showed up on time. You know, I would have broken appointments with people. I would have, you know, I just wouldn't have made it important to me. Um but I'll tell you what happened to me a few years ago. I I was part of and many of you who've listened to this podcast before will, will have heard this story, but there's many new listeners so I'll I'll tell it again. But it was a profound profound, profound thing that happened to me, which has really made me the way I am today. So years ago, I joined a mastermind. It was a, a mastermind of, it was about six years ago, I think six or seven years ago, whenever I first started to build, really want to build, um, a, bit, build a company online. And I I spent some money, it was a monthly subscription, and I joined a mastermind with um with other women and so i i roped a couple of women that i knew quite well actually into joining this mastermind with me and in this mastermind it wasn't really a mastermind it was more of a an accountability group so we would have uh, we would have met every single week at the same time with um, and actually you know what it was nine years ago we started just after Jack was born and so we started this this group where we were going to meet every single week and we were going to brainstorm business ideas and we were going to discuss questions and philosophical questions and it was all led by by a company that it doesn't actually exist anymore but it was a company at the time was was leading this and it was to help women actually the premise of the company was to help women to build more accountability and so we decided that we were going to meet every wednesday at you know 2 p.m now because i had um because i had four kids at the time my time was extremely precious to me and i didn't have like if i was gonna set up a meeting to meet at 2 p.m every week then i had to arrange childcare, i had to you know move move things around i had so many responsibilities that if i said i was going to show up at 2 p.m on a wednesday I showed up at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday because I I had to organize so much for that to happen. So I just showed up and there were six of us in this group. And um, the first couple of weeks that we, you know, that we 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 started meeting or whatever, everybody showed up and that was great. And then the next week, you know, one person didn't show up. And then the next week, two people couldn't make it. And then, you know, the other women became very, very, very inconsistent. And the, so then, you know, And then so something happened. And then, of course, because I realized that no one else was being just as consistent as I was, then I was kind of like, well, if they're not being consistent, you know, then, you know, if it was inconvenient for me one week, I was like, well, like, why should I ever do this? You go, well, why should I make the effort? Like, I seem to be the only one who's consistently showing up every single week. There was never all six women there. There was anywhere between two and four women. But I was the only one who was showing up consistently every single week. And I, and then I remember saying to the girls, I was like, girls, okay, like this is not on by the way, you know, we have agreed to show up here. It is very inconvenient for me to show up here at 2 PM, but it's very important to me because I really want to do this. And I really want to work towards something here and I really want to build this business. So it's important to me to show up every week. Like what is stopping you guys from showing up? And so one of them said, well, you know what? I don't even think I want this enough. So I'm actually going to leave the group. So she left and then we were down to five. And then the other girl said, you know what, actually, We, you know, I said to them, do you want to show up or do you not? Because if you don't want to show up, then I think that you should just leave. But if you do want to show up and you do want to achieve something, then I think you need to honor the fact or you need to recognize the fact of how fucking hard it is for me to show up here every week. I have four kids who I homeschool and I'm getting up every morning at 5 a.m. to work on my business before they wake up. And I don't go to bed until like 11 or midnight because I have to feed my newborn baby. And then I'm up during the night. And this is so fucking inconvenient for me. And you guys really are not valuing my time. And they were like, oh my God, you're right. Like, we never thought of it that way. So we all agreed that we would set, um, that we would they all agreed that they wanted to build more consistency in their lives. They wanted to be the kind of people that said if they were going to show up, that they would show up. Because women have this tendency, this really, really bad tendency to let themselves off the hook. Now, men have it as well, but not as much. Men are generally much more accountable. They are much more uh, trustworthy. They know they have a, you know, a, a thing of like their word is their bond kind of thing. And so they generally tend to, um, if they they make a commitment and they say they 're going to do something they generally tend to do women unfortunately do not have that you 've heard me joke before and say it 's a terrible joke i shouldn 't say it but like that 's why terrorist organizations exist because they 're run by men because if terrorist organizations were run by women. Uh, or organized crime was run by women, it would just filter out after, it would just peter out after maybe three to four weeks, certainly after a couple of months, because all the women would be so inconsistent that nothing would fucking well get done. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that terrorist organizations should exist, but that is why they do exist. And that is why they do thrive, because they are run by men and men actually show up whenever they say they're going to and do what they say they're going to do. Women are so bloody flaky. They are so flaky. The more I interact with my womankind, the more I realize how fucking flaky they are. They let themselves off the hook all the fucking time. So many fucks in what I'm saying here, because I'm really trying to emphasize what I'm saying. Stop letting yourself off the hook. Okay, stop it. It's not good for you. And it's not good for other women. So back to my story, what we realized was that we needed something to be to keep us accountable, okay, within the group, and so what we did was we decided that um, there had to be some kind of consequence, some kind of consequence for being late or for forgetting or not showing up. So we introduced two consequences. The first one was that if one woman couldn't make it to the group, now there were five of us, okay, we were all over the world because it was on the it was an internet group, we were all over the world in different time zones. So just appreciate that for a second. So I'm here in, in the UK or in Belfast and the rest of them were either in America. I think there was someone in uh, in Mexico or, or no, she wasn't in Mexico. She was in Chile, I think, in Ch- Chile. And so she was like, so there were all over the world in different time zones. Um, someone was in California. So there was eight hours behind me, other people in Eastern time, other people in Central time. So all of our time zones. And we decided that if one person couldn't make the meeting, that the other person So the the rest of the group had to reschedule. So the person who couldn't make the meeting for whatever reason was responsible for rescheduling everybody to a different time. And it had to be that week. It couldn't just be, okay, we're postponing the meeting this week. It was like, you need to be responsible for finding another time that suits everybody. You're responsible for the communication. You're responsible for setting it up. And so let me tell you, that alone was a game changer because see if you see if someone said, oh, can you do like 1 p.m. on Wednesday and you knew that it was going to take you two hours, you know, like some other meeting, you would have been like, oh, hang on wait a second. If I don't make this 2 p.m. meeting, I'm going to have to reschedule five people to meet and that's going to be highly inconvenient. So you would have just said, no, I'm sorry, it doesn't suit me at that time. But for me, like it was set in stone for me. 2 p.m. on Wednesday was when we met and it was set in stone for me. I did not move it. I didn't make anything else more important. So that was the first thing that we did. If someone couldn't make it, we had to, they had to reschedule everybody. And that was a bloody nightmare. The second thing that we did was we said that if um whoever if someone was late to the meeting, we would um so the meeting started, say 2 p.m. So everybody had to be on time. And exactly at 2 p.m. when the meeting was due to start, if everybody wasn't there, we would sit in silence. So let's say I was going to be 10 minutes late, right? And you couldn't message in advance and say, oh, by the way, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. Didn't work that way. (laughs) It didn't didn't work that way. So we said that if at 2 p.m. somebody wasn't there or somebody was late, we would sit in silence until that person arrived. And then, this is the clinker, we would sit in silence for exactly the same amount of time that uh, we had sat in silence for before they arrived, after they arrived. So let's say I was late by eight minutes, right? Everybody would sit in silence for eight minutes. And then after I arrived at eight, we would sit in silence for another eight minutes. Can I tell you, that was one of the most uncomfortable experiences of my life. There was one day um what happened was daylight savings happened okay cuz let me tell you i was never late for that meeting cuz i was too terrified cuz i did not want everyone to sit in silence and so there was one time though daylight savings happened and um somebody had messaged me after about i think about you know 3 or 4 minutes after the meeting had started and said kim are you coming to the meeting and i was like what do you mean am i coming to the meeting it's not it's not you know for another you know hour they were like no no we've started already and i realized because they were all in america they'd all had daylight savings But I hadn't had daylight savings, so I'd gone out of sync by an hour. So I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm not even home. And I was out and I jumped in the car and I bombed home as fast as I could. And I got to the meeting 25 minutes late, right? They were all sitting in silence for 25 minutes and we all sat in silence for another 25 minutes. We only had one hour scheduled for the meeting. That was the entire meeting gone. So we had 10 minutes left to meet and then everybody had to go. Do you think I was ever late ever again? Do you think I've ever forgotten daylight savings ever again? Do you know what I did the minute that happened? I went into my calendar and I created, um, I went, sorry, I went into Google, right? And I looked at when daylight savings was going to be as far forward as I could possibly find it into the future. And I went into my calendar and I put daylight savings, America daylight savings in my calendar for the following year and the year after that. I, and for, for spring and autumn, I was not going to do that ever again. I never, not even now, I'm so conscious of daylight savings. And the minute I hear about daylight savings, because I have so many people who work for me in America, I write it into my calendar and I set an alert. I was never late again. It was super uncomfortable to sit there for 25 minutes, knowing I had just wasted four very busy women's time. I wasted 50 minutes of their time because I wasn't conscious of daylight savings. Now, you could say, oh, but Kim, that's not fair. You didn't know. Well, let me tell you, see, in this group, I did not know. Therefore, I am not responsible was not an excuse. Not knowing does not abnegate you of responsibility. Just because you say, "Well, I didn't know," just because you didn't know doesn't mean that you still weren't responsible for not showing up. You still you didn't show up. The reason why you didn't show up isn't important. So why am I telling you this story? This this group I I was in. I we did this group I think for like seven years. This group literally is the reason why. I'm never not never late. Sometimes I am like a couple of minutes late if, if things go, you know, go wrong in master classes or things I'm running online. But I literally I'm so accountable to consistently showing up when I say I'm going to show up scheduling things into my diary, being conscious of all of the different factors that could stop me from showing up and keeping my word and also for showing up on time. Because really what this group taught me to do was it taught me to keep my inner word, but it taught me to respect other people's time. We don't have respect for other people's time. I have, my cousin is so funny. She's always late, right? Always late. Always, always late. And I, we, um, the last time she came to our house, we had a party and I, and I said to Ryan, oh my God, I should have told her it started at two thirty instead of three. Cause then she might've actually been on time because she arrived. I think it was like three fifteen or something. And so I made a joke then the next day when she came to pick up her car, I said to her, you know, something like, oh, she said, oh, I'm running, I'm running because I'm supposed to be meeting someone for dinner and I'm late. And I said, of course you're late. You're always late. And she went, I wasn't late yesterday. I said, you were, I said, you were 15 minutes late. She was like, yeah, but only 15 minutes. That's not late. And I realized, I was like, that is, how, that is how it is in her mind. She's like, 15 minutes is not late to her. Whereas to me, one minute over 30 seconds over the time when I'm due to meet someone is late. So I think that it all comes down to our perception. I think that you get used to being late. You get used to not keeping your inner word. You get used to not showing up. You get, and the more you let yourself off the hook, the more you allow yourself to let yourself off the hook. But here's the thing with going to the gym or doing your cardio or showing up consistently. The less you let yourself off the hook, the more you value your inner word, the more you value your time, the more you value other people's time, then the less you will let yourself off the hook and the more accountable you will be and the more you will get done. But truly, you have to honestly understand what it means to keep your word. And when you understand what it means to keep your word, then you will show up. If someone says to you, the party starts at three, well, you will show up at three, you know? And so I think that it's just about really, truly understanding how much effort someone goes to invite you to dinner, goes to invite you to dinner or to have a party or to show up and meet you at the gym. And, you know, we really are so disrespectful of ourselves and we're disrespectful of our goals and we're disrespectful of other people at the end of the day. So, you know, if you have, if you find a workout buddy, don't let yourself off the hook. Don't let yourself off the hook. If they don't show up, then, you know, still go and do it yourself. This happens with Ryan all the time. This is actually why I started telling you the story. Because, you know, Ryan, if I say, if, if we wake up in the morning and he says, you know, come on, we're we going for a walk. And if I go, Oh, no, I'm not walking today, which actually never happens, then he'll quite often go, Oh, okay, well, I won't walk either. Or like the the other morning, you know, I woke up and I said, you know, I said, right, come on, we're going for a walk. And he goes, No, I'm gonna give myself a day off. I was like, Day off, shmay off. You're talking through your ass. Get yourself out of bed. We're going for a walk. And he goes, No, no, I'm not I'm not walking today. And I was like, Okay. And I just started putting on my shoes and I didn't care if he walked or he didn't. And he goes, Are you walking? I was like, Of course I'm fucking walking. I walk every day. And quite often he'll say to me in the morning, Are you walking today? And I'm like, Ryan, I walk every day. Every day. It's not, you don't need to ask me that question. Like, unless I'm injured or I can't physically walk or it's Christmas morning, you know, I'm walking every day. I'm training every day. I'm, you know, I just, I've just built such consistency over the years that I'm not dependent on Ryan coming with me or someone else coming with me or someone else holding me accountable or doing it for me. I've done it myself. But in the beginning, you may not have that. You may need a workout, buddy. You may need someone to hold you accountable. And if that works to get you off your ass and to get you out the door, then use it. Use it in the beginning until you've built the consistency and you've built the muscle yourself. Okay. (sighs) Number five, rent equipment for your house. So many people don't know that you can rent gym equipment for your house. So you can rent a treadmill. You can rent a Stairmaster. You can rent gym equipment. You can rent dumbbells. You can rent a squat rack. You can rent equipment for your house. I did this whenever I was prepping for my first show. Sorry, my second show. Um, The first year nearly killed me going to the gym and doing all my cardio and as well as all my training. And so the next year I thought, well, I couldn't afford to buy a treadmill because they're expensive. So I thought, well, I'm just going to rent a treadmill. It was like 10 pounds a week, I think, to rent it. So I rented a treadmill for the house and I stuck it in in the living room behind one of the sofas and I just did my cardio there every single morning. It wasn't a, It wasn't an amazing treadmill. It didn't go on a really, really high incline. It went on a high enough incline. And I walked every single day and I kept that treadmill for the full length of my prep, which was about 14 weeks. And then at the end of the 14 weeks, I got them to come and collect it and take it away again. So, you know, where there's a will, there's a way you can figure shit out, right? You can get it done. You know, you can walk outside. People always say, what do you do for your cardio? I'm like, I walk outside. I walk. I go for a brisk walk every day. I have a route that I do, which is about seven kilometers. It takes me about 60 minutes and I walk and or but if you can't walk you can rent a treadmill for the house or you can figure something out that you can do but try and make it as easy for yourself as possible work out what you can do and then do it consistently i've now bought um, dumbbells and squat rack and plates and things for the house because, um, the kids train at home. They have a PT session twice a week. So they train at home. And now I have enough equipment that if I need to, I can train shoulders and biceps at home where I can train, not really back because we don't have a pulley system, but I can train shoulders and biceps. I can train legs if I wanted to. I can train glutes. I can train hams. Like I can figure it out, you know? So, um, work out what you can do. And if you, if you can't get out to do your cardio, you can't get out to a gym, see what you can rent at home, but don't let not having the equipment be an excuse, figure out what you can do. Okay. Number six, um, at the very least do cardio, make a commitment to do 60 minutes of cardio every day. Um, when I say to people, I do 60 minutes of cardio a day, they go six, minutes because they they imagine that I'm doing some kind of crazy HIIT workout or something. I'm not like I'm not doing some crazy HIIT workout. I'm walking. Slow, steady state cardio is walking a slow, steady state cardio. It's called low intensity, steady state, less cardio. That is cardio. That's all you need to do. And so even the days when I can't get to the gym or the days when it's not, you know, I just don't have the time or whatever, I will still walk. I will still walk because walking is a part of my life. Walking is like meditating for me. It's just, it's not even what I do. It's who I am. I'm a walker. And here's the thing. I used to hate walking. People used to say to me, oh, come on, we'll meet and we'll go for a walk. I used to like, I'm not going for a walk. I fucking hate walking. Whereas now, I love walking. I walk every single day. And at the very, very least, even if I can't get to the gym, I do cardio the secret is you want to do something every day. You want to do something every day. You want to, you know, feel like you have achieved something. You've done something. You've trained in some way. You've worked out in some way. You've moved your body in some way every single day. Train yourself to love the endorphins. Train yourself to love the endorphins. You get an endorphin rush whenever you, whenever you work out. It doesn't feel good before you do it because you're lying comfortable somewhere and you're like, oh, I'm tired and I'm feeling, I'm feeling comfortable and I don't want to move. But see, once you get your shoes on and you get out the door and you put your coat on and your cap on and your AirPods in and, you know, you're listening to an audiobook or you're just walking and enjoying the, the day, especially if you have a dog, it's so lovely to get out. It, you know, walking is so wonderful. You just need to learn how to change your state you literally just need to learn how to change your state. Many of us get so sucked into how we're feeling in the moment. We're we're lying on the couch or I'm lying in bed in the morning. And when I'm lying in bed in the morning and I've just woken up and I'm drinking my coffee, I can't even imagine being outside walking. I can't even imagine it because I'm like, oh, it's so lovely. I'm so tired. It's so warm and so cozy. But see, once I just go, okay, three, two, one, boom. And I do it and I just get up and then I go into the bathroom and I wash my face or I have a shower and then I start to get dressed and I go downstairs and then buddy comes out and he knows we're going for a walk and he gets his coat on. By this point, I'm already, now I'm in, now I've changed my state. Now I'm in a motivated state. Now I'm in a walking state. So we have all these different states and people don't realize that we have state control. So you can, you can actually actively choose to change your state. You don't need to be forced to do it. You don't need to you know, but a lot of us don't realize we actually have choice. So we're lying in bed in the morning and you don't realize that you can, you can start to move. You can make the choice to move and that will trigger your motivated state or trigger your walking state. Or, you know, here with this podcast, let me tell you, see, before I started recording this podcast, I was like, oh, I to record the podcast and what I'm going to talk about today. You know, I'm like, I'm not in a podcast state. I'm in a, you know, sitting at my desk state and I know that my lunch is coming soon and I'm, you know, I was working on the computer and I was, you know you know, checking in with my groups and, I didn't want to sit and record a podcast, but now I'm sitting here. I'm in I'm in my office. Um, I always turn off the lights whenever I write a podcast. I have my headphones on. I'm chatting here into the you know into the microphone, and now I'm in full flow. I'm in podcasting full flow. And I know what happens after I finish podcasting is I always feel really motivated. I go, oh my God, that was so good. I love doing that. I feel great because I'm in this highly motivated podcasting state. But before I, I did the podcast, like I didn't, I didn't really want to do it. So you have to train yourself to do things you don't want to do. People always you know, say to me, oh, how do you do this every single day? I'm like, well, how do you get up and go to work every day? And they go, Oh, well, I just do it. Like, but how do you how do you make yourself get out of bed in the morning? Well, I set an alarm. Great. So you set an alarm. But how do you not just hit the snooze button? How do you make yourself get up? I don't know. I just do. So I'm like, well, if you manage to set your alarm every day and not hit the snooze button and get up and get in the shower and get yourself out the door to work by a certain time every day, how come you can't show up to the gym? How come you can't get out for a walk? How come you can't do that for other areas of your life? You've already done it for going to work every day. How do you get up with your kids in the morning? Well, my baby's crying. Well, your baby's crying. Yeah, just let it fucking cry. Well, no, I would never do that. I get up and I, I don't feel like getting out of bed, but I hear my baby crying and I want to go and, you know, pick up my baby. Or we were co sleepers, so our babies were always beside us. But let me tell you, there were a couple of times I was lying there and I was like, oh, mummy's tired. Mommy's tired. And they're like, mummy, wake up. Mummy, mummy, open eyes. And they're like sticking their thumbs in your eyelids. You're trying to open your eyes. Mummy, want breakfast. Mummy, want to get up. And they're lying there. I don't fucking lie here. Get up, you lazy bitch. What do you do? You get up. Do you want to get up? No. Do you feel like it? No. But once you've had a cup of coffee or tea or whatever's your thing and you're downstairs and the lights are on and you're moving around, well, then suddenly the day has started and you forget how warm and comfortable and lovely your bed was. You know, but we, we can, you just, it's the same with working out. It's the same with doing cardio. It's the same with training. It's just one of those things you have to train yourself to do. And um, you have to see the higher value in it. Like I trained legs today and it's because I didn't train legs yesterday. And we were driving to the gym and Ryan said, what are we training? I said, we're training legs. And he said, he said, uh, do you want to train legs? I said, with every fiber of my soul, I do not want to train legs. <laughs> and he laughed and and I and I said, but I said, not training them will feel worse to me than training them. The, the feeling of having missed a week of training of, of legs will be so much worse to me than the feeling of just fucking showing up and doing it. And that's why I went to the gym and trained legs. And so you just have to get into that habit that not showing up will be worse than showing up. And at the very least, at the very least every day, do cardio. Keep your inner word and make it happen. Okay, number seven. Into the food stuff now. Aim to eat a healthy breakfast and lunch every day. So again, it's back to this premise of starting off the day right, of getting up in the morning and doing your cardio or getting up in the morning and doing your your gym training or whatever. If you start the day right, if it goes off track a little bit towards the end of the day, well, that's okay. You can cope with that. So what I always do is I make sure I have a healthy breakfast. I either have a bowl of oatmeal with protein powder mixed in, protein oats, or I have some scrambled tofu uh, with some with some spinach on the side or, you know, something healthy and protein rich. Or I'll have a smoothie, like a really protein rich smoothie. So um, starting the day off right and having a really delicious low calorie healthy breakfast will set you right for the day. And then for lunch, I always make sure I have a healthy lunch. So I'll have some kind of lean protein such as tempeh or some, you know, I I eat this soy vegan chicken, which is delicious, or um, sometimes tofu or some kind of protein. And then I'll have very little carbs at lunchtime. So all my carbs will come from green cruciferous vegetables or salad. So yesterday I had the most delicious salad. It was like a marinated tofu. Sorry, tempeh, marinated tempeh. And then I had, which is just fermented soybeans, by the way. So I had marinated tempeh and then I had a beautiful big green leaf salad. And I had, um, topped baby tomatoes and guacamole just a little bit of guacamole, and then I can't even remember what else was on it, but it was absolutely stunning. And that was lunch, but it wasn't very calorific because it was a huge, big bowl of salad greens. And um, the only and so the, the tempeh has a few calories, but it also has a lot of protein in it. So I had a healthy breakfast, and then I had a healthy lunch, and then at dinner time again, dinner was very, very healthy. I always try and eat healthy, especially if you don't have anything else on. So if you've nothing planned, you've no big dinners, you've no alcohol party nights or whatever try and eat super healthy on the days when you don't have anything planned. And then you can just let yourself go on days like Christmas Day or New Year's Eve or or any of the times when you're going to be out for dinner or having a lot of you know family around or friends around or you're going to be you know eating an awful lot more if if on the days when you don't have anything planned you can choose to eat really healthy you'll feel so much better but at the very least at the very least have a super healthy breakfast don't grab a piece of toast don't have a bowl of cereal the worst thing that you can eat in the morning is refined carbohydrates if you have two pieces of toast or you have a bowl of cereal in the morning you are setting your body up for a sugar crash. You always want to have a protein-rich breakfast because eating 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up sets the metabolism 10 to 20% higher for the whole day. Eating protein first thing in the morning ramps up the metabolism. This is why people who do intermittent fasting drive me a little bit crazy because people who do intermittent fasting generally want to lose body fat. And I'm like, but you do realize that when you wake up in the morning, your metabolism is fasted. You're in a fasted state when you wake up. Fasted means everything slows down. Everything slows down so your body isn't burning fat when your body, when your metabolism is low. It, it slows everything down because you're sleeping. If you don't eat in the morning a protein-rich meal when you wake up in the morning, then you're keeping your metabolism slow until lunchtime. And what burns fat is speeding up the metabolism. You wanna speed up the metabolism as fast as you can in order to burn fat efficiently. All intermittent fasting does is it reduces the calories that you eat in to within a certain time frame. So most people don't eat until, say, midday in intermittent fasting, and they'll only eat until 8 p.m. Well, you've just given yourself an eight-hour window to, to eat. So basically what you're saying is, I'm going to control my eating so that I'm not eating until 12 and I'm not eating after 8. Well, if you can control yourself to not eat before 12 or not eat after 8, why can you not control yourself to not snack between meals? Seriously. Control is control. If you you master your body in such a way that you could not eat till midday, that would be fucking torture for me. I'm starving in the morning. If you can master your body so you're not eating until 12, why can't you master your body to eat less at every meal or to, you know, restrict your calories in other ways? So intermittent fasting, there's no real crazy, wonderful science to intermittent fasting. It's just, you're reducing your calorie intake over a 24 hour period. And when you reduce your calorie intake over a 24 hour period, you're going to lose body fat, but you know, it goes against bodybuilding. It goes against every principle of bodybuilding because in bodybuilding, we want to eat regularly to speed up the metabolism and we want to feed the muscles regularly. If you train in the morning and you don't eat, you're wasting so much muscle building opportunity. And if you're wasting muscle building opportunity, then you're keeping your metabolism low. Muscle is calorie hungry. Muscle raises the metabolism. The more muscle you have, the higher your metabolism, the higher your metabolism, the more fat you will burn. So if you understand the principles of how to eat, you could actually achieve your goals so much faster. So eating a lovely protein rich meal in the morning and the best possible thing that you can eat is oatmeal. But don't eat a massive fucking bowl of oatmeal. Have like 20 or 30 grams. People go, 20 grams, so tiny. I'm like, well, it's not whenever you add water to it, and don't don't add plant milk. You don't need the extra calories. So just make it with water. And then add a scoop of vanilla protein powder. The, the the protein powder that I love is the Wonder Shake by the Protein Works, and we have so many codes um, available for discounts from the protein sh- the Protein Works. But I think Kim, no TSV for the Sculpted Vegan TSV fifty gets you fifty percent off site wide. So if you use the vanilla Wonder Shake and you add a scoop of that to your oatmeal, you have a very Protein rich, slow carbohydrate, slow releasing carbohydrate meal to eat in the morning, which is going to ramp up your metabolism and help you to burn more fat. Have a good breakfast in the morning and then have a good lunch, a nice, healthy lunch, a lovely, you know, a a lunch filled with salad and greens and protein and really good flavors. And try and plan these in advance. Don't like grab a sandwich at the local deli or don't just like have a couple of pieces of bread. Bread in itself is wonderful. I love bread, but too too many of us eat far too bloody much of it. And that's what keeps you slow and sluggish. And that's what makes your, you know, your blood sugar go on a roller coaster. It makes you want to eat more. So try and steer away from the bread and try eat many, many more vegetables instead. Mushrooms as well. There's hardly any calories in mushrooms whatsoever. I love mushrooms. I could literally saute like 400 grams of mushrooms and just sit down and eat a massive bowl of mushrooms. And you feel they're salty. And with you add salty, I add salt and garlic and parsley. It feels so rich and so satisfying but yet there's hardly any calories in it. So eat a healthy, healthy breakfast and a healthy lunch and set yourself, and then if you can eat a healthy dinner, but if you can't, at least you've got your cardio in in the morning, you've got your training in, you've had a healthy breakfast and a healthy lunch, and if you let yourself go a little bit later on, well, at least you know you did well in the morning and you achieved what you could. Okay, number eight, alcohol. Here's my secret for alcohol, right? If you're going to have alcohol, plan how much you will have in advance and pace yourself. So, what I do whenever I'm going, I know I'm going to have alcohol. That um, we're having a staff party this Friday, and I know that we're going to be having alcohol this um, this Friday, and so I will plan in advance how much alcohol I'm going to have. I'm not even kidding. I just don't, you know, just like pick it up and like, Oh, you know, keep throwing it into me because it's important to me that I don't feel like shit on Saturday. I don't want to feel like shit on Saturday. I want to wake up in the morning and go for my walk. And I you see, this is the other thing, which takes it back to whenever you plan what you're going to do in the morning. So I love to get up in the morning and do 60 minutes cardio. And so I don't want to feel shit when I wake up in the morning. So quite often people are like, Oh, have another drink. I'm like, no, no. Cause I'm training in the morning. You know, and let me tell you, training every day, knowing that you're training every day really does stop you from overindulging. Like when someone says to me on a Thursday night, you know, come on, we'll have a few drinks. I'm like, no, no, because I'm training glutes and hams in the morning. And let me tell you, I do not want to go and train glutes and hams, you know, feeling hungover. So if you plan in advance how much what you're going to have and you say to yourself, I'm going to have six drinks, right? Be specific. I'm going to have six drinks. Then whenever you have your first one, you can be like okay, so I've got five more drinks, you know, and then you have your next one. Okay, now I've got four more drinks, you know, so have in your mind how many glasses of wine you're going to have. And then if you say to yourself, I'm going to have 3 glasses of wine then you know that you're going to sip and pace yourself because you've only got another 2 glasses. Whereas if you go into an alcoholic situation or into a party situation and you haven't planned in advance how much you're going to have, you are so much more likely to go off track. So much more likely to go off track. So just plan how much you're going to have and then the other thing that you should do is um and the, listen people say this all the time, right? And it's so hard to do, but again, you have to set yourself up for success. Drink a glass of water in between every single alcoholic beverage. Now, here's how you do this. You have to have the water there. With every alcoholic drink that you accept, you have to say to your host, or if you're hosting, can I also please have a glass of water? And so you have to have two drinks. You have to have your drink that you're drinking and your glass of water. We went out recently, um, a couple of months ago there, after whenever lockdown ended, and we took my sister and her husband and my uh, my dad and stepmom. Uh, I think that's all it was. And we went out for lunch to this incredible Michelin star restaurant. And then we went for drinks afterwards. And then we went to a hotel where we were all staying and we had more drinks in the hotel. And then we had dinner in the hotel as well. But see, because I was paying for the whole day. I was with every single, you know, with every single venue we went to, we were ordering drinks and then I was like, and can we please have some still and sparkling water? Can we please have some still and sparkling water? I had a big liter bottle of sparkling water sitting beside me at all times and I kept filling my glass and as I filled my glass, I was picking up and I was drinking. I was literally drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of water. We drank the whole day. We drank from midday until 10 p.m. that night. Okay. Drank the entire day. And I woke up the next morning, I didn't have any semblance of a hangover. Because even though I drank a lot of alcohol, I had drunk probably three to four liters of water. And so what gives you a hangover is dehydration. Dehydration is actually what gives you a hangover. And listen, I'm Irish, so you need to trust that I know what I'm talking about here, because we like to fucking drink. So it's dehydration that gives you a hangover. It's not enough to just drink water before you go to bed. You have to drink um, you have to drink in between your alcoholic drinks. So that's why people say that. It's not to keep you sober. You don't get any less drunk, right? Right. But you do stop yourself from getting a hangover. So every time you ask for an alcoholic drink, ask for a glass of water with that. And if you're out in a restaurant, ask for, you know, don't just get like a bottle of water for the table. Get a bottle of water for yourself. I mean, I always order so much water for the table whenever I'm out for dinner because I know that I like to drink a lot of water and I love drinking sparkling water. So I'll just fill my glass and I'll just pick it up and glug 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 just chug it down, and that will stop you having a hangover the next day. Okay, number nine don't expect to be motivated or to feel like it because you won't. This kind of touches on a little bit of what I was talking about earlier, which is, you know, you have to see your training like your job. You just get up every day and you get it done. You get up in the morning and you set your alarm and you get out of bed and you get it done. And here's what you have to accept, right? You have to accept that you will rarely feel like training over Christmas. You're not going to wake up in the morning, especially if you've eaten a little bit too much or you've drunk a little bit too much. You are not going to feel super motivated. You're not. But knowing this in advance will will make getting it done so much easier. So you wake up in the morning and you, you have to say to yourself before you go to bed, you have to go, I know I'm not going to feel like this in the morning. But whenever I wake up, I'm not letting myself off the hook. I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to fucking do it uh, no matter how shitty I feel. And so whenever you wake up in the morning, you'll go. You go Because the thing is, a lot of people plan to train the next day whenever they're feeling good. Like they're lying and they're feeling good or they're lying on the sofa or it's the end of the day and they go, right, that's it. I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to train and it's going to be wonderful. And as you're sitting there, you feel so motivated in that moment. You're like, yes, I feel so motivated. And you imagine that you're going to feel, you're going to be able to feel that motivated in the morning and you're really not, right? You feel motivated there and then in the moment but you are not going to feel like that when you wake up the next day. You're absolutely not. So preparing yourself for that fact means that you're much more likely to get it done. You have to see it like a job. You ain't going to feel motivated, but you do just have to get it bloody well done. Okay, number 10. This is probably the most important. You ready? Accept that it won't be perfect you have to be flexible. You have to accept that it's not going to be perfect. You have to accept that no matter how much you plan or how much you try to make it happen, sometimes it will go to shit and sometimes it will not happen. And sometimes you will have to press the fuck it button as Brian King, my very good friend always says, and just accept that today you fucked up and tomorrow's another day. If you fuck up, right? Don't completely throw the baby out of the bathwater don't, you know, I always say if you got a, um, if you got a, if you got a flat tire, if you were driving along the road and you got a flat tire or say you got a, a burst tire, would you get out of the car and slash the other three tires? No, you wouldn't. You would call someone, call, you know, AA or you would fix it yourself, but you would get, you would fix the tire that was flat. You would fix the tire that was slashed. You wouldn't slash the you wouldn't say, oh, it's it now. I'm definitely not getting, I'm not getting to my destination. So, I'm just going to slash these other three tires because that's going to make it harder to fix. What you want to do is fix the one tire. So if you mess up and you fall off the wagon or you don't get it done or you don't get out for your walk, well, you know what? Tomorrow's another day. Just get up in the morning and start again. It's not important to be perfect it's important to be consistent, consistent. And if you set your goals and you say, I'm going to train here, I'm going to do this, I'm going to train with this person, I'm going to walk here, I'm going to do this, and you manage to achieve that 80 to 90% of the time, well, that's, that's all that it really takes. And if you manage to achieve it 100% of the time, well done, I'm clapping for you. But you just have to remember to be consistent and not um, and not feel like you have to be perfect. Because here's the thing as well, right? Most of us go really hard all year. Like we go hard at it all year. I've had a really busy year. We've done 10 launches in the business this year. I am ready for some downtime. Let me tell you, I am so ready for some downtime. And, you know, as much as I want to keep on my goals over Christmas, as much as it's, you know, important to me to keep training and keep doing my cardio, and I, I would never let it all go to shit. I also need to recognize that I need some downtime. I'm exhausted, you know, and I think that we all are stressed during the year. We all work really hard. We all have so much to do. And sometimes it's, it's important to rest. In fact, not sometimes it is important to rest. Sometimes not going to the gym is more important than going. Sometimes Resting is more important than doing cardio. Sometimes your central nervous system needs the break, as does your body. You know, just because you haven't been physically active, maybe, or as active as you would have liked to have been in the preceding months, doesn't mean that you, your body still hasn't been under a lot of stress. Many of us, you know, exist in the sympathetic mode of... um our nervous system in sympathetic mode, which is responsible for fight or flight, when we need to be more in the parasympathetic um, mode of rest and digest. And so sometimes we just need to stop being hard on ourselves. Sometimes we need to give ourselves a break and accept that it isn't going to be perfect. It just needs to be good enough. And January will January will come soon enough, really. Like you can get motivated to have your best summer body ever in January because January is a pretty dead month, right? Everyone's broke. The weather's shitty unless you're in Australia. The weather's shit. Everyone's broke. You know, people are back to work, you know, the excitement of the holiday season is over. It's been a shitty year anyway with the whole coronavirus. Most people, many people have struggled. And, you know, there's so much more time in January to achieve your goals. Maybe this is the time when you give yourself a break. Maybe this is the time when you say, you know, you know what, it, I tried, I tried my hardest and it wasn't perfect. I got as much done as I could and that's okay. And you forgive yourself for that. You congratulate yourself for what you managed to do rather than beating yourself up for what you didn't do. I think that we think if we beat ourselves up, somehow it'll motivate us more. But I've never found a beaten me to motivate myself more than a non beaten me. When I feel good about myself, when I choose to congratulate myself and reward myself and, you know, say well done kim good job you did what you could when i accept when i accept myself for who i am at my stage in my own personal journey and i stop comparing myself to other people and i stop beating myself up for all of the things that i didn't do and i accept who i am right now in the moment then magical things happen because you don't really have anything in the past. It's gone. You don't have anything in the future because it hasn't happened yet. All you really have is right now. And if you commit to making better choices in the moment, you commit to making better choices for yourself right now. And you, you stay very, very, very present then you will be motivated to get out of bed. You will be mo- motivated to achieve your goals. You will be motivated to go to the gym because you're present in the moment right now and you're not projecting into some unknown future. You're saying, OK, could I pull back the duvet? Oh, look, there I did. Yeah, oh, I still haven't moved yet. OK, can I put one foot over the edge of the bed? Are one foot's on the floor? Can I put the other foot over and sit up? Other foot's over and now you're sitting up. And then you look at your clothes and you go, what if I just put my workout clothes on? What if I don't even think about training or going to the gym or walking or what that's going to feel like? What if I just commit to putting my clothes on? And you make everything a next step process. If you make everything a next step process, you're going to be much more likely to be easy on yourself, to not beat yourself up. And a non-beaten you is so much better than a beaten you. And sometimes you'll get it perfect. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you'll be great. Sometimes you'll fuck up. And that's called life. That's called being human. But if you aim to be more consistent than you're inconsistent, great things truly can happen in your life and you will move towards more of what you want for yourself. But you won't do it when you're beating yourself up. I'll tell you that now. I know that for sure. You will not do it if you're beating yourself up because true happiness comes from you know, from living a fulfilling life, from staying present in the moment, from having gratitude. Like the opposite of unhappiness isn't, the opposite of sadness isn't happiness, it's gratitude. Many people don't know that. So when you truly choose to be grateful for everything that you have and you live in the moment, you find that you're you're much you live a much more purposeful life. And when you live a much more purposeful life, you're much more likely to carry through and achieve the things that you that you say you're going to achieve. And, you know, if you, if, if you are, like maybe you're just gonna say, Kim, you know what? I'm just gonna completely let go over Christmas. I'm not even gonna think about training. I have too much on, I have too many kids, I have family flying in. This, this really isn't gonna happen for me. Well, then that's okay. That's okay. Decide in advance. But don't say to yourself, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna make time to train, knowing the back of mind that you're not make a decision. There's something really magical that happens when you decide. When you decide for yourself and you follow through, something truly spectacular happens. So maybe you're just going to press the fucking button and you're going to start in January. And that's okay. That's okay too. But whatever you decide, be okay with your decision. But if you do, actually, that's just reminded me, if you're, there is something that you want, if you're like, you know what, I am going to give myself this break, but I am going to start in January. Well, just after Christmas, actually, what we call Boxing Day here in the UK Um, On the 26th of December, we are opening uh, the next round of butt camp. So we're running another eight-week butt camp starting on the 11th of January. And it has a massive prize fund: ten thousand dollars first prize, three thousand second prize, one thousand third prize, five hundred fourth prize, two hundred and fifty fifth prize. And we are opening it up on the twenty sixth of December. Um, even if you've purchased a Buck Camp in the past, uh, you can still choose to enter this one. We'll have all the details on the website. You can either pay another entry fee, or you can join. And not only could you, you know, work off all the excesses of Christmas, you could get phenomenal results if you want to see the results of the butt camp by the way go to instagram and type in hashtag sv for sculpted vegan sv eight week butt camp the number eight sv eight week butt camp and you can see all of the results or go to our website actually go to the sales page on the website and you'll see uh, loads of pictures, loads of before and afters of the butt camp, some truly spectacular results. So if you, you know, if you want prescriptive meal plans that are going to nourish your body, if you want, you know, a prescribed, you know, work from, it's it's a home training program. So if you want to train from home and you want to do some cardio and you want to make a commitment to get fit and you say, you know what, Kim, I'm joining the competition starts on the 11th of January and I am bloody well going to do this. I'm going to get fit and I'm going to say fuck it over Christmas and I'm going to get fit and I'm going to start with you in the butt camp on the 11th of January. Well, then that's an option too. But whatever you decide, just decide, decide in advance, get it done. And and I promise that whenever you decide whether you're going to do it or not do it, or you're going to maybe you're going to do it three days a week or whatever, making the decision is really the hardest part. But once you decide, everything becomes easy from there. And if you do want to find out more about the butt camp, you can go to our website, the com, and um, all the details of the butt camp will be on there. Our next competition starts 11th of January, $10,000 first prize. How would that help to pay for Christmas? Eh? Like, like let me tell you, $10,000 is a massive amount of cash. First prize um, and loads of cash prizes. Well, I actually think that we're going to do cash prizes for the for the top ten this time. I haven't actually spoken to the team about it, but rather going to do cash prizes or giveaway programs. So we're going to reward the whole of the top ten. But um, that could be an option for you if you want to get really fit in January. But just you know, do what you can over Christmas. Don't beat yourself up. Make a plan. Stay consistent. And whatever you do, have an absolutely wonderful Christmas or holiday season as we all, it's the holiday season. I I finally understood a couple of years ago what that actually meant. (laughs) I was like, I never understood what the holiday season meant. Over here, holiday means vacation. So um, that I'm now with working so many Americans, working out all of the lingo. So um, yeah. So number 10, accept that it won't be perfect. Do what you can. Do what you can do, not what you think you can do. And make sure you have fun while you're doing it. (laughs) Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this was a helpful podcast. Um, There's not going to be a podcast episode uh, for the two weeks over the Christmas period. So there's not going to be one released on Christmas Eve. And there's not going to be one um, released the following week, which uh, I'm not sure what the date is. I think it's the 30th or the 31st, I think it's the 30th, so there won't be one on Christmas Eve, and there won't be one on the 31st, which is New Year's Eve, um, but we will be back uh, week beginning the 4th of January with another podcast episode for you, so all I can say is thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We're now a year, or just over a year into the podcast, I think we're into our 60-something episode, 60-something episode, um, and I really appreciate, truly appreciate every single one of you who listened to this podcast. I see all the reviews. um, I see all the talk about them in in all my Facebook groups. And I want you to know that I deeply, deeply appreciate your time and your attention. And I I would never take it for granted. Um, And I love showing up for you guys here every single week. And I would love to release something over Christmas, but I really just need the break, I have to be honest, so I can come back fresh and excited in the new year to deliver you some more epic content to help you achieve your fitness goals, your business goals, your life goals, and just have a wee chat in your ear every week because I really do enjoy it. So have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, have a wonderful holiday season, enjoy the time with your family, enjoy the time with your friends, go easy on yourself, don't beat yourself up, you know. Life is too short to beat yourself up. You only get one shot at it. And I really want you guys to have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, no matter what you do. But I hope some of these strategies have been helpful. And I will see you or speak to you all again in the new year in 2021. Let's hope that it is the best one. So once again, thank you so much for listening all year. I deeply appreciate it. This is Kim Constable, and I will speak to you all again in the new year. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and a wonderful holiday season. And I will chat to you all soon. Bye for now. (laughs) you <laughs>